0: Welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here with my lovely and talented wife, Natasha Mason. There she is on the right-hand side. Okay. Yeah, talented. You didn't realize that was a uh, no descriptor, uh, I guess, that I would use for you. Anyway, we are back with another episode, and we want to thank you for listening. Continuing to listen, we want to thank everyone who is um, still with us. Uh, we have lost some. You know, this just kind of reminds me... A quick, quick story of Jesus in the Bible. Um, so at one point last year, I think we were at like 6,900 listens in a month. It was like our biggest, we were on the uphill climb, man. It was like really skyrocketing really high. And um, the podcast was doing really well. And as you know, the coronavirus came in and just kicked our show all in the face. And um, and we dropped. And literally, I mean, like I think last month we had 98 listens. So it's it was like a devastating blow. But... It just reminds me of the story of Jesus in the Bible, where he's talking to all these people. He's got all these disciples who are following after him. And um, he turns around and tells them, you know, if you're going to follow after me, you have to forsake the world. you got to forsake. It. And the Bible says the, a lot of them, they just went away. You know, they were just like, oh, really? No. You know, and so they left. And so they went away. So. Thank you for hanging with us If you're still listening and you're hanging with us from maybe the get-go Or you've come on, that's awesome Thanks for listening um, And being with us because there's a lot of people who've gone away Which is fine, we don't mind um, We were really never doing We're the, not judging No, and we were never really doing the show for um, Worldwide acclaim Yeah, we're definitely not doing it for that <laughs> If we were doing this for a worldwide acclaim, we would be talking about something completely different and probably unrelated to the scripture because, you know, talking about Jesus is not a real popular thing. Um, but interestingly enough, we'll probably discuss that more in this episode a little bit. Um, a couple of things that I've run into, a couple of things that have that have happened within the last week, conversations I've had, and um, some things that have happened today. Um, so really, this, this episode is really going to be more about um, being a witness or a missionary where you're at. Um, and you know you're smiling over there because you like you want to tell this story. You know you do. Um, so I'm gonna my wife. I'll let her tell this story. I'm not gonna take it from her. Um, but there was something cool that happened. Go ahead.
1: So I took. Our youngest daughter to the dentist she just turned six so she just lost her first tooth but that's unrelated anyway um so she had a little spot that was starting to try to be a cavity so we had had to take her back after she you know had her checkup or whatever to get this spot fixed and to put some sealants on her teeth and you know she's as most kids that are six are they're starting to Understand that when they go to the dentist or go to the doctor, that sometimes painful things happen. But you know, I've always tried to explain to her that these are good. These, these are good things. Right. That they're not doing it out of meanness or anything like that. So she was. I didn't really tell her she was going to the dentist till yesterday afternoon. Um, and she immediately went and tried to hide under the table, which is what she does when she doesn't want to do something. Um, so I had a little conversation with her about how, <clears throat> you know, the dentist and, and the people who work at the dentist were there to help her and to make her teeth better and all this other stuff. And, you know, I felt like she was pretty okay. I mean, she was a little, still a little nervous when we got in the car, but, you know, we stopped and before we went in, we prayed. And so, you know, they're getting to the age where used to, they would let me go back with her when she was younger, but, you know, they're trying to get them to where they can go back there on their own. So she went back there and, you know, she's back there like an hour or so. And we got back in the car and we were coming home and, She just randomly said this. She, I didn't like ask her how everything went. I mean, she just randomly said she was in the back seat, and I heard her say what you know, I didn't really hear exactly what she said at first because sometimes she talks a little, it's hard to hear. Um, but she goes, All I heard was Jesus and dying on the cross, and I was like, What'd you say? (laughs) She was like, I told the dentist one of the dentists about how what Jesus did for us, how he died on the cross for us. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, because you don't really know how that's ever going to go over. I mean, I know they were playing like some kind of Caleb type music yeah. while I was in the waiting room. And then she goes on to say, and I you know, I was like, well, what did they say? And she did she didn't really couldn't really tell me what they said back to her. And then she just what well, I don't have to be as big as you to be a missionary. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I, again, I, I couldn't quite make out what she said, and I was like, "What did you say?" because I thought I heard her say right. that. And she was like, "You don't have to be big in order to be a missionary." And I was just I was overcome. I'm like my eyes just started watering, and I probably just looked like a crazy person, but but I told her how proud I was of her and you know how glad I was that I get to be her mom.
0: Yeah. And you know, when I got home, that was the same thing. She came up to me and told me and she's like, you know, daddy, I I told the dentist about Jesus. And I'm like, what? And cause you had told me, she texted me this story earlier and I was aware of it, but you know, I didn't say anything. And, um, and I said, well, what did they say? And she said he, they were like, what, what, well, what do you mean? And so then she went on to explain it to him, I guess that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And you know, I don't think, um, you know, as a parent, as a Christian, there's a couple different ways people are going to look at this. Um, The world already assumes that we as Christians are trying to indoctrinate our children, that we are... You know, we're telling them it's a cult, right? That we're telling them to, you know, all these things that we believe and we want. Now, when you look at, and I'm going to make this point, whether it's people like it or not, but when you look at the world, they have no problem bringing their children to these parades or putting them in um, uh, unhealthy situations that are all about sexuality. Little kids out in the street running around celebrating immoral lifestyles, uh, but
1: you've seen them with like right. posters and stuff, yes. and you're like,
0: How and do they don't even know what's going on, right? They're, they have no clue, they're not even aware of <laughs> They're not even really aware and, and i'm not trying to be graphic but they're not aware of what sex is because most of them you know under age of 10 don't they have no clue um but here they are running around supporting and these people are bringing their kids out of this and they're saying you know well you christians are being um you know you're indoctrinating your children to believe this nonsense you know whatever um and the truth of the matter is is we really uh if you know us uh I've said on this podcast before, whatever you love the most is what you're going to talk about the absolute most. And it's 100% true. Whatever you love the most is what you talk about the most. When you see the people who I work with, plenty of people who talk about sports all the time. Uh, they talk about politics. These uh, politicians on uh, Fox News, CNN, all these people, that's what they're consumed with. That's what they love to do. They love to talk about these things because that's what they love. They absolutely love it. Um, and so in our house, you know, I love to talk about the Lord. I love to talk about um, ministering and witnessing opportunities that I've had. I love to talk about how God's been good to me. I tell my children about that kind of stuff. And so, you know, even though it shouldn't be a surprise to us, it is. It always is because it's just very, she's six, you know, and, and you don't think um, she, she doesn't understand all the, um, the the depth of the scripture and all the complexities of the scripture, but she doesn't need to because that's not what the Bible says. Um, the Bible is written in such a way. The gospel is so simple. The Bible says that even a child can understand it. A child can understand um, a God giving himself and saving them, wanting them. You know, um, I was telling Natasha last night, every night we take her to bed. We'll read a book to her and we'll pray with her, um, because that's that's important to us. Um, and so, last night I was praying. We, I, t- I went downstairs and she got a little Bible book that's just got some stories in. it. It's not like Scripture, but it's a little Bible book. So we read through that and she wanted to pray. And I said, "Okay, that's fine. You go ahead and pray." So she prayed and, and you know we've i think we've done the now I lay me down to sleep with her
1: oh that's what, what i started her out right
0: with? it was that it was that typical prayer that you want to have with your kid to kind of get them going with prayer you know what i'm saying um but a lot of people are not very comfortable in the um i don't want to call a freestyle <laughs> freestyle they, they praying don't evolve beyond right they well don't, known. right
1: you know prayers
0: yeah they stick to the the things they know because it's it's praying is a as a um uh, to me i think prayer is a, a deeply committed relationship type thing you have with god you're either really you know you're either really comfortable talking to god as your father um or or god is this individual who's so far away from you that it's very um grand and you speak with a lot of words and swelling words we saw that in the bible you know um there was the man who prayed who hung his head and there was the other man who raised his head up and said you know look at me i'm not like that tax collector over there god i've done all these wonderful things you know and they're they're too busy boasting about themselves or they're using these huge words because they don't have that real um connection um with the lord and so anyway uh she wanted to pray and so she prayed and she prayed, and I told Natasha it was like one of the most cohesive prayers I've heard a six-year-old pray. It wasn't this little stumbly prayer. It was it, it, she went from specific thought to specific thought, and it was it was just it was it was very striking for me because I, I, I it wasn't what I expect. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect this prayer. I mean, she prayed, not she was done, and and I was just like well, that's almost like I would pray. You know, I mean, it was just it was really that level of. Um, she knew what she was doing and what was going on um and and we talk about we have her in christian school which i think is uh absolutely important um i think we would both encourage anyone who's a christian to get your kid out of public school we know we know teachers who are in who are christians who work in the public school um and i love those people they're doing the best they can they're working in the world and i get it um but as a as a parent, um, no way, absolutely not. I'm not leaving my kids in a Christian school. We've already seen the damage of that. If you've listened to you some, of them,
1: we're not leaving them in a public school.
0: That's what I meant to say. We're not leaving them <laughs> in a public school, my brain. Uh, but we've seen the damage of that. We we talked about that in one of our earlier um, episodes. But um, it's just this. Things are just coming unraveled, and, and it's it's. I, I think for us, when when I look at my daughter, um, both of my daughters. I I want to put them in a place to protect them from the world because right now my six-year-old has this uh, innocence uh, and faith in in something she can't even see so much so that she's willing to tell somebody that's a stranger. You know, that's, that's incredible for me. That's, that's incredible because there's are adults. A lot of you who listen to this podcast who won't even do that, would you sit in a dentist chair and then look at your dentist and say, did you know Jesus died for you? No man. <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: you're fixing to be have sharp implements in your yeah. mouth.
0: <laughs> it, it just it it came to uh, you know. I was thinking today. At what point? Um, at what point did we lose that? At what point do adults lose? At what point did we lose that? If we believed in Jesus when we were young and little, and we knew the power of God where in the world and i really think it's the teenage years i think it's the 18 the 17 16 i think we let the world um prey upon our our identity our the way we see ourselves even christian kids do it we come out of christian school and we go work in the world we go work in the secular market as you might uh, term it and those people are not saved and they're not christians and they're cursing and they're carrying on they're living all kinds of ways and you kind of feel It's it's this real stranger in a strange land, and so you draw some of that back because you're like, I don't want to be too, I don't want to talk about this because I don't want to be too weird, right? Because they're going to talk, they're going to talk evil of every everything you think is right and true. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Today is worse than when I was, you know, uh, growing up. Um, But it's just this idea that, um, and then I think you get to an age to where you don't care. I mean honestly I hope everybody gets to that point in their life to where they don't care. You're going to tell the truth, you're going to witness and you're going to share the gospel whether it costs you job, 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 your job, your friend, don't care. Um, and, and that's where I'm at. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where everybody else in the world in Christianity is, but that's where I'm at as a believer. I don't really care. I don't care if somebody gets upset. I don't care if you don't like it. Um, am I trying to push anything on you? No, I'm not, but I'm not going to let something slide by and not say something and not stand up for the word of God and not correct when somebody says something that's incorrect. Um, I was telling Natasha a couple of weeks ago, we were that was a week ago. The guys I work with were hanging around at break time. And one of them, they were talking about all these crazy things that are, are going on. And one of them made the comment to the Tower of Babel. And uh, I don't really remember what his reference was about. But it was absolutely wrong. It was just completely off and wrong. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. And so they all stopped talking and listened to me. And I took that time to tell them. It, that he, you know, The guy was like, well, God was mad at him because they were building this tower to heaven. And I'm like, no, that's not the reason. God was upset with them because they were trying to they were trying to get to heaven on their own terms. They were trying to get to God on their own terms. They wanted to come to God the way they saw fit. They wanted to build a tower to heaven so they could get there without ever having to do anything else, right? And that it was that pride they didn't that need God. right. It was that pride in their heart that really angered God. What they were doing building was just the example, was the outward expression of their pride. You get what I'm saying, um, and so that's really what. So I, you know, I told those guys that, and they all just kind of like, oh, well, okay, you know. And uh, the guy looks at me and he's like, well, I don't really know if that's in there. I said, listen, if I tell you that that's in the Bible, you can take it to the bank because that's a promise. Um, but it's this, you know, it's this idea that we we either walk in righteousness, we either walk in the righteousness of Christ, um, or we don't. There's not really a middle ground. The Bible says we can't serve two masters because you'll love one and hate the other. We can't. We can't say we love God and serve the world, and we can't say we love the world and serve God. We can't. It's just the double-minded man is is absolutely worthless because we just can't do it. Um, and there's a lot of us who try. I mean, I think we we want to make sure that we don't upset people, but on this side of the fence, we want to make sure that we're, uh, we're, you know, well, I, you don't know, want to keep my Jesus to myself.
1: It's a very. I think it's a very hard. Line to to navigate to where you don't want to keep it to yourself, but you've. I mean, I've seen people on social media who just rail on people that don't have belief and i mean is that really helping either right
0: no i i, I think no i don't, I don't think so I, it, it's tough for us okay so uh, this is it's been deemed when we started and i was looking back it was like four years ago when we started this podcast we kind of termed it as a messianic podcast and we really hadn't hit on a lot of messianic stuff in a long time And that's okay. Um, But I think where we fall, where we fall is in between the Jews who don't like Jesus and Christians and the Christians who don't like Jews who don't want anything to do. You know what I'm saying? So we're kind of landing in the middle of that. We believe, you know, um, in, in a lot of the Hebraic roots. Type of ideas um, and the messianic ideas um, and the Torah, but at the same time we understand that you know we we believe in Jesus because uh, our
1: salvation is not based on correct. It's not what based on which we keep, or, right?
0: It's not based on whether I go to church or whether I don't go to church or whether you know what denomination I belong to. Um, and so we wind up in a weird spot, and, and, but it works. It works for us and it works for me a lot because I had the opportunity to talk. You know, I was talking to a guy a couple of weeks ago and I was telling him you know about being Jewish and stuff like that and uh, and then like a week later, I was telling him about Jesus. And he's like, Hi, what, what, hang on a minute. He said, You're a, I, I thought you were Jewish. And I said, yeah. I said, he's like, but you believe in Jesus. And I said, okay. And he's like, well, I've never heard of that. And I said, "Listen to what did you hear? Do you understand who wrote the Bible? Right? Do you understand <laughs> Jesus was a Jew? Right? He was a Jew. He was king of the Jews. And that's the what they called him. Right? Said... Yeah, they were all Jewish. You know? and, and 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 it's just this idea that and this is crazy to me, but this is the idea that even the world understands that it's the Jews over there and it's the Christians over there that the two those two are like mutually exclusive. They can't exclusive. coexist together right. at all. But it really gave him a pause, and he stepped back and he just kind of looked at me like, man, 'Man, I've never even heard of such a thing.'" And and uh, so we we started talking. And so we started talking about um, we started talking about sin. Cuz that's always a great subject with people. And um, he it. says uh, he said well I don't believe in sin. And what? I said, "Yeah." He said, <laughs> "I know you'd have that reaction." He says, "I don't believe in sin." And I said, "Oh, you don't." And he said, "No, that's a religious term." And I said, "Well, it it is." And he said, "Yeah." I said, "So there's no such thing as sin." And he said, "No." And I said, "Well, let me ask you this. Is there good in the world?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, is there bad? And he said, yeah. I said, is there right? And he said, yeah. And I said, is there wrong? And he said, yeah. And I said, who determines what wrong is? And he just looked at me and he's like, well, I don't know, man. It's just wrong. I said, well, somebody had to tell you what was right and what was wrong. In order for you to know, you need to know what is right and wrong. Somebody had to tell you that. Somebody had to give you the rules for right and wrong. And I said, in simple terms, Sin is wrong, doing the wrong thing. I said, and not only is it doing the wrong thing, but God gave us His rules, and sin is breaking the rules of God. Have you ever broken those rules? And the guy's like, uh, I mean, yeah. And I said, well, then according to the Bible, you have sinned. We've all sinned. And he, and he, again, he goes, I don't believe in sin. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, you 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 want to believe in right and wrong, but you just don't want to call it sin. Uh, this is one, and this is honestly, this is one of the. Um, so one of the accusations people let, uh, lay against um, pastoral Joel Osteen, you know him, smiling mm-hmm. preacher, is he doesn't call it sin. He says mistakes. He said he'll say we all made mistakes. We all uh, you know mess up. We all make our you know bad choices. He never says sin. He won't call your mistakes sin because to him, uh, if you call something sin, people get offended. But if you'll say mistakes, they're like, well, you know, it was a mistake. I could I can fix that. I can correct that. Sin is not something we could correct. So it's really strange. But the whole point is, is that it's that engaging in other people. And I wish, and and I'm I love my daughter, and I really constantly pray that God will use my children to service the kingdom and not the world. Lord, use them to service the kingdom, not the world. Um, but I wish that more of us had that fearless, just almost thoughtless idea of telling someone about jesus i didn't take time to think about it i didn't consider whether they were going to be upset or they're going to be happy i don't think about how they're going to think about me you know i mean honestly when it comes to and the thing where she i wish said, i
1: could have been a, a fly on the wall oh, yeah. and seen there and, and i now that i think back on it you know i told her that when she goes back there just you know jesus is with you everywhere right and he'll hold your hand when you're back there if you want him to and you know i don't know if there was, you know, something where she was maybe being apprehensive, or maybe she was doing really good, and they were like, "Oh, how are you being so calm?" And right. maybe then that
0: led to it. Well, yeah, because she had told me that they didn't, um, something about they were going to give her gas or something. I don't they know. gave
1: her gave her some gas,
0: but she said she was able to hold her mouth open on her own because I think they were going to have to do something to hold her mouth open. They were, yeah, for, they you know.
1: put these little things to keep their lips, you know, right. so they're
0: not right. But she said she could do it on her own, so she wasn't scared; she wasn't afraid. Um, and I think that probably gave her confidence, you know, that, that the Lord Jesus is with me. So I'm going to tell somebody, but it's just, it's just, it's mind boggling, right? Because I, I, like I said, I think we as Christians, as believers, as whatever you call yourself, you believe in uh, the way, the truth of the life, you believe in the resurrection, you believe in the crucifixion, you believe in the redemptive work of the cross. If you really believe in all of those things and you're holding salvation in your hands and it's in you and the power of God dwells in your life, oh, it should be this almost thoughtless idea. It should be this thoughtless thing of where I'm just going to tell somebody about Jesus, and there's no other. There's nothing else after that. It's it's not. I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus, but I wonder what they're going to say, or I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus, but what are they going to think of me? You know. It should be this idea. Of, I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing Period. else left. Um, And I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you're listening, can you, while you're listening, I want you to stop and think of the last time somebody tried to witness to you. When was the last time somebody tried to witness to you?
1: Well, maybe when we went out of town, when we were at the Walmart, and you had gone somewhere, and I said this little, and he was like nine or ten maybe, came up. In the produce section at walmart in mount airy <laughs> hey
0: good job good job guy and
1: i don't remember i mean he gave me he's like he basically invited me to church right. I mean, he didn't really say anything but i mean still to walk up to strange people
0: right and get a little kid a little boy gave her yeah. a um, little card that had the church's address on it. and i meant i don't even know what happened to it i wish i did i was going to email the church and tell them how proud i was of that and um can you? Maybe I'll come. The name will come to me. Um, but but yeah, no. Because I, you know, when we think it, if we're Christians, and you think about, well, I don't want to witness to somebody. Somebody else can do it. And you think uh, the question you ask yourself is, when did somebody try to tell me about Jesus? And I can honestly say. I don't think in my entire life, other than going to church, I mean, out in public on the street and maybe they could Somewhere see it. Somewhere
1: where you wouldn't expect Correct. it to happen.
0: i never, I've had somebody hand me a track. We went to the mountains one time. We were going to one of those festivals. And you remember those people standing on the side of the road. They handed me a track, but I have never, ever had somebody come up and try to tell me the gospel. I've never had that happen. Never had that happen to me. And, you know, I've been in, in church all of my life. Most of my life, I should say. Um, and I've been, you know, I just, it blows my mind because there's so many of us in America. There's so many of us in in this country, and we want to believe that this is a Christian nation, but we're not out telling anybody. And it's just an absolute shame with, with as many churches as we have and as many professing believers as we have that we're not out doing a better job of telling people, even people that, that are already saved. I mean, I would expect in my whole life of 44 years that somebody would have came up and said, hey, man, has anybody ever told you about Jesus? And I'd be like, yeah, man, I know all about that. You know. Uh, but it hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's upon us. The onus is upon us. To go out. And and like my daughter said, you don't have to be big to be a missionary, right? And that goes the same thing. You don't have to be a preacher to be a missionary. You don't have to be um, headed to Brazil to be a missionary. You don't have to be going to Mexico.
1: A graduate of a Bible college.
0: Correct. You don't have to have an education to be a missionary. Honestly, you don't have to have an education, a, a certification. a You don't have to have anything to be a, a, a preacher of the gospel. You know, I was, uh, w- there was an old movie that I enjoyed. It, it was called Sheffy. Uh, I've told Natasha about it a few times we'll have to sit down and watch it sometime but at one point the state of Virginia um, wanted to uh, license all of the preachers they wanted a state license in order for you to be able to preach and Robert Sheffey was having none of it because he didn't need the state's authority to preach the gospel and there was a man who used to come to his services and he just continued to try and get him to uh, to register basically to to preach um, and we still live with that I mean there's you can't uh, you can't go out and do a wedding ceremony unless you're licensed by the state it's ridiculous ridiculous um, and so we fall into all these traps of these things we think we can't do but the authority of the word of god has told us to go into the world and preach the gospel he didn't say you know people unless you had
1: a bachelor's degree you,
0: you blue-eyed people go and preach the gospel maybe you tall people stay at home or the short people go out or you know or or, or the pastors or those who have master's degrees and phds and um, you know you guys go out and tell the gospel everybody else you just kind of hang around you know um but it's, it's this idea, and it's to, it's to just go out and pray and say, Lord, give me that confidence. Give me that courage to not be afraid, um, because honestly, I could lose my job tomorrow due to sharing the gospel. Somebody could complain. I could get fired over that, and I don't care. I mean, really right now where I'm at, I don't care. Could lose everything in my house. I don't really want to hope it doesn't happen, but I don't care. If we lost it all, we'll be fine because God will provide for us. He always has. As long as we're doing the work of the Lord, he is going to bless it. Um, and I and I just, you know, it's it's huge. I think that was just a, a great day for us because um, it just, it it's.
1: I just like, not many times, like as a grown adult, do you have like just, Moments of sheer happiness
0: and
1: proudness. Yeah. Yep. And it and it just totally caught me off guard. Like it just like she just might as well have stood up and smacked me twice in the face.
0: That's fantastic. Um, so yeah that, we had a great day so uh, this is kind of this episode we've gone through I really hope you um, I hope you like it and enjoyed it if you want to leave a comment you can email us at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com um, we have a blog page I have a blog page at living in Christ but it's living in Christ is a blog page where I'm trying to post an article every day just quick thoughts uh, on scripture on life things going on there you can leave comments there you can find us on Facebook leave comments there you can find us on uh, Instagram
1: Um, What? No, I got rid of this. Okay, we don't have Instagram.
0: No Instagram? uh, No Twitter? Twitter, No no Twitter. Okay, no Twitter. Yeah, we got rid of this. But we're on Facebook. If you want to find us there, um, you can find us there. If you'd like to email us with a prayer request or uh, a subject matter you'd like us to talk about, we'd be glad to hear that. Most importantly, go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone in the world today. Um, The time is running out. You know, I think our time is short um, before the Lord returns, and and time is short could be another 100, 200 years, but still time is short. And the immediate need of salvation is today. The Bible makes it imperative to say today is the day of salvation. If you've never been saved, you've never been born again. Um, Jesus Christ, God's son, was a sacrifice. He gave it all for you, um, gave his life, took a penalty that belonged to you. You belong. You deserve to be crucified. So did I. But he died upon the cross for our sins. The Bible says if we will believe in our heart, confess it with our mouth. That God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Um, and that was the John three sixteen. God so loved the world that whosoever, um, so lean on that whosoever and call on him today for salvation. Today's the day of salvation. So we will catch you next time on the abnormal Christian and uh, have a great week.
1: Bye.